0: Redbox Media Programming is brought to you by this is Tim Staples of Catholic Answers. I'm excited to let you know that I also teach high school apologetics for homeschoolconnections.com, an online Catholic curriculum provider. There are also recorded independent learning courses at homeschoolconnections.com. Whether you take apologetics with me, literature with Joseph Pierce, or philosophy with Bill Donahue, or any of the other 400-plus courses with homeschoolconnections.com, it's a great way to get Catholic learning
1: for your family. This episode is brought to you by Hallow, the number one Catholic app. Hallow has 1,000 audio-guided prayers and meditations for you to deepen your relationship with God. To listen to all of the Hallow meditations for free for 30 days, head to Hallow.com breadbox.
2: Perfect. Bang on my chest if you think I'm perfect.
3: Go ahead, bang on it.
4: No heart? you got to have heart. Miles and miles of heart. This is Patchwork Heart Ministries' Young Catholics Respond, brought to you by Breadbox Media. Now, here's your host, Bill Snyder.
1: Thanks, Adam, and welcome to the program, everybody. I am Bill Snyder. This is Young Catholics Respond, and thank you so very much for... Joining me tonight on Young Catholics Respond, it's wonderful to have you here and tuning in no matter how you're listening. Thank you so much for listening. Again, I want to give a big shout-out to all the people who have helped us get over 50,000 downloads now on uh, Patchwork Heart Radio. And that's not just Young Catholics Respond, it's all of our shows. But thank you uh, for helping us reach over 50,000 downloads. And please don't stop sharing the show. We need um, more and more uh, people to share it to even grow that download number, but I want to introduce my guest for this evening. I uh, we've had him on before, in fact, on a couple of different shows on Patchwork Heart Radio. His name is Brian Kayley. He is the founder of the Behold Project, which is a organization that uh simply uh helps people uh, with their mental health issues and ministers to people with uh you know mental health issues and and things like that to. To keep us um, holy and mentally healthy. So, uh, Brian, welcome to the show, and thank you so much for being here again on Young Catholics Respond. Oh, thanks for having me. Of course. And Brian, you know, one of the things I wanted to have you on and talk about tonight was uh, the 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 mental health aspect during Lent. You know, uh, one of the one of the um, Interesting things about Lent is that, uh, at least for me, when I think about it, I've been I've been praying the Rosary, uh, actually while well, on my exercise bike, uh, and and I've been, I've been doing exclusively the sorrowful mysteries. And the reason for that is because um, you know we're in Lent, but the first sorrowful mystery of the Rosary is always the agony in the garden, and I've been contemplating this for a few weeks now, um, just about. That's like Christ's mental health moment, right? Like when when we read it in in scripture, um, you know, and 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 I'll read it from the Gospel of Luke uh, because I think uh, there's there's this mental health moment that we can talk about and just kind of unpack for people. Um, this is from the Gospel of Luke chapter uh, twenty two, verses thirty, beginning with verse thirty nine, and it said. Uh, Then going out, he went, as as was his custom, to the Mount of Olives, and the disciples followed him. When he arrived at the place, he said to them, Pray that you might not undergo the test. After withdrawing about a stone's throw from them and kneeling, he prayed, saying, Father, if you are willing to take this cup away from me, uh, it is not my will, but yours be done. And to strengthen him, an angel from heaven appeared to him. He was in such agony, and he prayed so fervently that his sweat became like drops of blood falling on the ground. When he arose from prayer, he returned to his disciples and found them asleep from, asleep from grief. He said to them, why are you sleeping? Get up and pray that you may not undergo the test. And you know, um, this scripture has so many like mental health buzzwords in it for me, right? Uh, grief. Agony, <laughs> uh, you know, and and I think even uh, Brian like this this anxiety to the point where sweat is dropping from Christ's brow. Like, you know, and and I've been contemplating this, and I'm just wondering if you could maybe give some of your perspective on that reading and and just kind of unpack it for us a little bit, because you know, there's there, there's so much there um, that yeah, that I think worth talking about.
3: So in some translations, if I remember right, it says that Jesus says, my soul is sorrowful even until death. And instead of kneeling on the ground, he threw himself on the ground to pray. That's how overcome with everything that Jesus was. And this wasn't really the first mental health moment that he had. I mean, there were moments that he had to, withdraw and pray by himself and to the point where the disciples were hey where did you go we were looking for you and so jesus knew the value of self-care and to um prioritize and all that but yeah this was definitely him coming face to face with just all that the father was asking him to do because he wasn't just thinking about the pain and the suffering he was uh, going to over he knew that he was going to be separated from his father because he was taking on all of the sins of the world of past, present, and future. So all of that was weighing on his mind, and the human side of him just cried out, if it doesn't have to be this way, please let it be so, but let your will be done, not mine. Which, if you think about it, it's... On its face, it's kind of like... Jesus is asking the impossible, but of course, with God, nothing's impossible, because Jesus knows that He has to do what He has to do. Yeah. But He still has to come face to face with what it is He's going to be going through, and that resonates with me personally because you know we all have those moments in mental health and crisis where it's like you know we things are what they are, and we have to go through them, but. Does it really have to be this way, God? And does it really have to play out the way that it's playing out right now? And of course it does because his plan is perfect and things are going to play out the way they're going to play out. So so all of these things just kind of happening at once and poor Jesus he's his disciples fell asleep on him. You know, they were they couldn't even stay awake for 1 hour, um if I remember right. Yeah. And yeah, his, thankfully the father sends uh, his angels to uh, comfort and strengthen him. So there's a little bit of solace there for that.
1: Yeah, you know, um, you know, you mentioned uh, you know a really good point about the the apostles falling asleep on him, and I, and the reason why I want to draw that out a little bit too, I think, is because um, you know the oftentimes people feel abandoned or alone in their mental health issues. Like, you know, in, in, in their agony, they, they, they feel like they've got to go through it completely alone. Right. And, and and that's not the truth, but, but here in this story, I think there's a little bit of that being relayed to, you know, like, like Christ is completely alone. He's, you know, he's, his, his best friends have just, fallen down on the job that he asked them to do, you know, and, and sometimes we can cry out for that support. We're like, you know, God, I, I, I need you to support me. I need you to help me. I need you to, um, you know, do this, send me a friend, send me this. And what are they doing? They're just sleeping, you know, and, and we can get frustrated by that. Right. Okay. You know, and, and, um, and, and also pushing through to, to that suffering, right. Like, like understanding that that some suffering is is meant for us is that is that too big of a um, you know statement to make like and, and is that wrong to say that that the, you know what what God has chosen for us to suffer um, and and go through is kind of um, I don't want to say preordained but 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 there's some Moment, Like it's just like, OK, this is just me and and you, God, I there's nobody else able to help me here.
3: Well, I do think that uh, God does not send us suffering and trials for no reason whatsoever. I mean, that would be that's not what a loving God would do. We, we are meant to make something of trials and suffering, whether it is to lean on other people or to lean further on God. To get us through what we need to get through because I mean lay like you said, not only did Jesus's apostles fall asleep on him I mean Judas betrayed him and he counted Judas as one of his friends and later you know Peter said denies him three times and said I, I don't know him you know that's 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 a tough thing to unpack because Jesus knew that that was coming as well both of those things. I mean he was he was completely the the disciples just all fled after after he got arrested and it's yeah it was that had to be tough for him from the uh from the human aspect of things and you know he just persevered and stuck through it uh, as hard as it was because i'm sure part of his human half wanted to say, you know his human shouldn't say half, uh, but his human side of things was like, wow, why does it have to be this way? I mean, do I really have to go through this without anyone? And thankfully he didn't, you know, his mother and Mary Magdalene and uh, um, one other person, I forget whom, but they were John. at the foot of the cross. So he wasn't completely alone. And uh, oh, it was the uh, uh, John, the beloved disciple he was there. too, right? So he yeah. wasn't completely alone.
1: Right. But, um, but what a great lesson in that too, learning, you know, and, and, and through suffering too, you learn who your true friends are, right? Uh, yes, most definitely. And, and, and when you're going through, um, a crucifixion and, and, you know, there are so many different sufferings, many of our listeners out there are, you know, could be suffering from, um, and, and knowing that re that, that reminder, to God, the people that, are, or from God, that the people that are falling away from you, the people that are uh, that you're kind of being pared back, away out of your life, are are those who might not um, be your true friends that might not have the the true uh, best intentions that you know in, in your life. And so that's a, that's a really good reflection, too, Brian. I, I, I appreciate you kind of drawing through the story a little bit and reminding us about, of course, Judas and then uh, those left uh, that, that stand by you. And, and uh, so some really awesome insights. Uh, what I want to do here is take a short break. Uh, and then when we come back, Brian, we're going to continue our conversation Uh, with you uh, just about these uh, wonderful topics and kind of unpacking this during Lent because it's just so great to have you here. So thanks so much, and we'll be right back after these messages here on Young Catholics Respond. Over 2,000 years ago, two disillusioned disciples walked along a dusty road to Emmaus. They had just witnessed Jesus... Their friend and leader, whom they hoped to be the Messiah, suffer a gruesome death by crucifixion. Doubt, fear, and uncertainty clouded their conversation as they journeyed home, questioning the future. Until something miraculous happened. The risen Jesus appeared and answered their questions. Today, many young Catholics step onto college campuses with numerous questions about their faith yearning to know if the seed of faith given to them as a child is both true and practical. Using the miracle on the road to Emmaus as a model, young adult ministers conversed weekly for three months with college students about the most pressing questions they had about the Catholic faith. As they journeyed together virtually, something amazing happened. Doubts disappeared. Fears faded, and Jesus revealed that he is still alive. Hearts Burning Within Us, the latest book from Patchwork Heart Ministry, scheduled to be released in the summer of 2021, is a result of that grace-infused conversation. To pre-order your copy and help spread the word about the book, visit patchworkheart.org. Grace and Mercy Ministries present The Catholic Faith Explained
2: Meditating on the Fruits of Christ's Passion If we are to know and follow Christ, we must be moved by His pain and helplessness. We must feel the lashes, the thorns, the insults, the neglect, the degradation. And this should be not as mere onlookers, But as protagonists, for it was our sin that led him to Calvary. Therefore, it is good for us to try to understand better the meaning of Christ's death. We must get beyond external appearances and cliches. We need to put ourselves really and truly into the scenes which we are reliving to witness the sorrow of Jesus. His mother's tears, the disciples' flight, the courage of the holy women, the daring of those two, Joseph and Nicodemus who asked Pilate for the body of our Lord. If it were only possible, I would like to feel all that you feel. But you are a perfect man, and your sensitivity is so much greater than mine. At your side I see, yet again, that I don't know how to suffer. So, I am amazed by your ability to give everything without reserve. Jesus, I must tell you just how cowardly I am. Yet seeing you nailed to the cross, suffering all that can be suffered, your arms spread in one gesture of an eternal I am going to tell you something which may seem crazy. I want to imitate you, Lord. I want to give myself truly to you once and for all and be ready to do all that you ask of me. I know I am not nearly strong enough to be making such a request, but I know that I love you, Jesus. Let us, above all, come close to Jesus in his death, close to his cross, which stands out in silhouette above the summit of Golgotha. But we must approach him sincerely and with the interior recollection that is a sign of Christian maturity. The divine and human events of the Passion will then pierce our soul as words spoken to us by God to uncover the secrets of our heart and show us what He expects of our lives.
1: For more information about Grace and Mercy Ministries, visit lovechaplet.com.
4: Patchwork Heart Ministry is committed to sowing hope into broken hearts by helping young people encounter the love of Jesus Christ and His Catholic Church through prayer, storytelling, and media initiatives. We invite you to prayerfully consider supporting this mission financially. Mail your tax-deductible donation to Patchwork Heart Ministry at P.O. Box 563 Lake Geneva, Wisconsin, zip code 53147. Or visit PatchworkHeart.org to donate online. That's Patchwork Heart Ministry, P.O. Box 563, Lake Geneva, Wisconsin, 53147, or online at PatchworkHeart.org.
0: The words spoken by Our Lady of Guadalupe to Juan Diego nearly 500 years ago are almost too good to be true. Asking that a temple be built at the site of her apparition, she promised that here I will give all my love, my compassion, my help, and my protection to all those who love me, cry to me, seek me, and who have confidence in me. Here I will listen to their weepings and alleviate all their sufferings, necessities, and misfortunes. My name is Alan Napleton and I live in Dallas, Texas. I have visited her shrine in Mexico City dozens of times bringing my own petitions and have found Our Lady to be true to her word. Over the years, I have brought hundreds of pilgrims to this holy place without incidents and have now founded Viva Guadalupe, a nonprofit that provides safe and inexpensive pilgrimages to Our Lady's Shrine. If you would like to take our Blessed Mother up on her promise and learn more about how you can visit this special place of grace, please visit vivaguadalupe.org for more information.
4: At times it seems like the world today is filled with so much division, bigotry, and hatred. So it's up to us to make sure that we get back to the basics. And that is Jesus Christ and his message of faith, hope, and love. Faith Hope Love with John and Morgan Bender is a new project that seeks to do just that by engaging and inspiring Catholics within the Archdiocese of Milwaukee and beyond. Read personal faith stories, interviews, and news all by visiting the Faith Hope and Love Blog. or follow us on Twitter at Johnny Bender MKE.
1: Your heart is always beating,
3: but you never have to think about
4: it. Welcome back to Young Catholics Respond. Once again, Bill Snyder.
1: Welcome back, everybody, to this episode of Young Catholics Respond. I'm Bill Snyder, and today my guest is Brian Cayley, and we're talking about the agony in the garden and Lent and and mental health. Uh, kind of the... the uh, premier mental health moment of the Gospels being the agony in the garden. And if you've missed the first half of this episode, I really encourage you to go back uh, because uh, Brian did a wonderful job unpacking some of the moments in in this uh, Scripture and helping us to understand where those moments are, who your true friends are, and it's just some really good stuff. But Brian, I want to kind of continue the conversation and and talk a little bit about um, just Lent in general, and and how we can move through um, Lent. A lot of us are struggling during this time in our lives because of the pandemic. Still, I mean, we're we're coming up on a year uh, of the pandemic, just over a year actually. So, talk to us a little bit about those experiencing you know, the the spiritual sludge walking through that and just some of the ways maybe we can come out of that.
3: Well, Lent is a great time to really take stock of your mental and spiritual health, uh, for that matter. Um, I don't know about you, Bill, but me personally and uh, a lot of people I've talked to, they're kind of spinning, spinning their wheels right now and just kind of running in place with their faith life, trying to move forward, and it's just not happening for whatever reason. So um me personally i've uh i'm taking a few steps forward um i'm uh i got a uh spiritual director that i'm going to be talking to in a couple of days so that's going to be an exciting thing awesome. and uh, you know I've been doing a lot more spiritual reading a lot more prayer uh, a lot more a lot of fasting a lot of alms giving you know can't forget the three pillars of lent even though uh, things are the way they are right now and just It's really taking stock of what you do have, and just pushing through the best you can with what you have.
1: Yeah, you know that's a you know that's a great point. Um, Take stock of what you do have. Uh, I was uh, talking to somebody uh, on a different podcast earlier this uh, month, and I was saying that uh, there's this one priest who has since passed away out here at the uh, La Salette shrine. Uh, He's one of the La Salette fathers. Uh, or or and he passed away but one of the things he did in confession was after you'd finished listing all your sins and all the things that were had gone wrong and everything in your in your life he before he would give you absolution he would ask you to do one thing he would say um, I want you to say one good thing about yourself what is one positive thing that you're doing in your spiritual life and it it made you think right? It made you think. And so to your point, like, you know what, take stock of what you have and what you're doing well, right. Uh, along with the things that were maybe falling short because it's so important to take the, the, the good things and offer them to God as well. You know, I, 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 I don't think we do that nearly as often as we should in, in Lent. Um, you know, we always focus on the things we have to change, uh, and and yeah, we should. But but let's also think about those things that we're doing well and offer them back to God as gifts. So that's a really good insight. Um, you know, the the other thing that um, you know I would love for for you just to touch on a little bit too is you know um, the understanding of uh, you know what to do if you are in a um, Dark place spiritually and emotionally uh, and mentally, you know. Um, you, you mentioned talking a little bit about you know, okay, taking stock. So if you are in a in a dark place and a, and especially during this Lenten season, where do you begin to co- come out of that? Because there's probably a few more than a few listeners right now. Uh, who are in that spot you know as you mentioned off the air you're like there's a bunch of people are having you know junky Um so so talk to those people for just a few minutes
3: well first thing is realizing that that is where you are you can't begin to climb your way out of it if you don't know where you are and realize that um, as much as you would like to you probably can't do it alone you definitely need to um, rely on friends, family, your support network and God, especially, you know, definitely pray and offer that. And, you know, don't be afraid to ask God, you know, what am I supposed to do with this? Cause you know, God wants all of it, the good, the bad, the ugly, et cetera. And uh, yeah. And like, like I said on, uh, your previous uh, previous time I was here. If you are in a crisis, please, for the love of God, make that phone call, send that text message, do something. You know, uh, cri- cri- mental health crises are nothing to mess with. It's not something that nobody w- wants. Nobody wants to, nobody wants to uh, have to go through that. So yeah, definitely reach out if you if you absolutely have to, because that's what those services are there for.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Really encourage people to to do exactly that, you know, uh, and and know if you're at that point that you can always, uh, you know, turn to uh, those those resources and those networks and uh, know that I'll stick a few of those in the show notes for people uh, so that they can just, uh, you know, quickly click and, and and get to, you know, a hotline of some kind. Uh, Brian, do you know any of the, uh, hotlines that are, that that are the ones that people should, you know, Google or look for, uh, right away?
3: Um, there is the national suicide hotline. Now, let me, uh, grab that for you here real quick. So that's at, uh,
1: 1-800-273-8255. Awesome. Uh, so know that that's available there for you. And, uh, if, if there's, you know any advice that you know both of us can give you. It's also you know read um, some of so, some uplifting stuff um, in there as well. Uh, do some spiritual reading if you're in a spot where things seem tough. Uh, I I always tell people do some spiritual reading. Of course, if you're in crisis, make the phone call. But but do some spiritual reading. Find some great books. Uh, one book that uh, I know that we're going to have on the show on the show uh, upcoming in a couple of weeks is uh, with Gary Zemak called give up worry for good <laughs> um, and 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 he's a, a phenomenal author uh, and and good friend of the show so so just think about that too uh, find good resources and know we'll do a show on that as well but um, Brian I know you also have uh, some resources out there I know you're going through a little bit of a rebranding and things like that with the behold project. But D, uh, is there any resources that you want to share with uh people that, you know, where they can, where they can find you or anything like that as we kind of wrap up tonight?
3: Um, well, I'm going to be rebranding, like I said, but yeah, you can find me on uh Facebook and, um. That's pretty much it for the moment, but with great things to come. And when we, if we have this conversation in about six months or so, we'll have a lot more to give.
1: <laughs> Absolutely, you're always welcome on this program, Brian. And, you, and I really appreciate your insights uh, and, and and your ministry. The Behold uh, Project Ministry is such a uh, beautiful ministry. And I know as you're rebranding, uh, that that things are kind of down right now, but. Uh, folks, reach out to Brian on Facebook. Uh, he he has some wonderful insights and stories. Uh, I, I, even even we just check in with each other every once in a while to <laughs> say hello. Anyway, right, Brian? Uh, we just check in and say, "Hey, how you doing? What's holding? How's everything holding up?" Um, and, and and that's a great grace in, uh, in my life. So thank you so much, Brian, for being here and uh, and for all the wonderful work you're doing uh, to build up the kingdom of God.
3: Amen. You do the same, same to you as well. Uh, I definitely tout uh, your your uh, programming every chance I can.
1: Awesome, man. Well, hey, uh, until until the next time we talk. Thanks for being here, and for all of our listeners, uh, thank you so very much for tuning in this evening. And until next time, keep beating to your Catholic heart.
4: You've been listening to Young Catholics Respond, a radio initiative of Patrick Heart Ministry. To learn more about our ministry and program, visit us at patchworkheart.org, or to get exclusive access and early ministry updates, become our patron on Patreon by searching for Patchwork Heart Ministry.
1: Did you enjoy this podcast? Listen to other podcasts from Patchwork Heart Ministry by following Patchwork Heart Radio wherever you listen to podcasts. Are you looking to serve God and society? Consider putting your gifts to work as a lawyer. Ave Maria School of Law has been educating faith-filled lawyers for over 20 years. Ave Maria School of Law is committed to training lawyers to use law appropriately around the moral issues of our time. Visit AveMariaLaw.edu to learn more about integrating your faith with a law degree.